first, then I'll read, okay? I've read, God, we do want to thank you that relationships are important to you and help us to understand how we can honour our father and our mother by honouring you first. Help us to learn how to be like the Lord Jesus who honoured you and help us to be like him. And we pray in his name. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to read first Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12. Honour your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. That's in the top line. And now I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 6 and verses 1 to 4 on the screen. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honour your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. So we stop there and uh, just uh, give a chance uh, for the children to leave that group and then we'll carry on. Well, we've read the Bible, so let's uh, start. And uh, if you were to find out uh, and you want to put a CCTV camera to see who are the real Christians, where would you put the CCTV camera? Would you put it in church uh, to see who comes to church and who doesn't? Uh, to find out the real Christian that way? Or would you maybe put the camera in their place of work? Uh, remember last time we found about the importance of doing work for six days. Uh, so would you have a CCTV camera to check up? Have a go, what's the matter? Come sit here. Come. Uh, so basically, uh, and you need a Bible. You won't study the Bible without a Bible. Um, okay, so uh, essentially, will we put the camera at work to see that, uh, make sure that people are working six days, uh, see if they're Christians? Well, if you wanted to be God, you would have to have a CCD camera everywhere because God can see everything. Uh, but make sure, if you're putting CCTV cameras to spot who the real Christian is, make sure that you put a CCTV camera in the home, and I mean specially in the home of where the parents live. Because we're going to see today that uh, one of the marks of a real Christian is that we are people who honor our father and our mother. And uh, we're going to uh, see that uh, uh, that goes with honouring God. So two headings, if you like, honour your father and mother, and second heading, honour God. Okay? First heading, honour... Oh yes, put the CCD camera at where your parents uh, live. Um, and I'm going to move on, because that looks suspiciously like me. Uh, but first, honour your father and your mother. That's what it says in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. And that is a really hard thing to do. Not because I know your parents, I know that they're hard work. No, I don't mean for that reason. I mean because when it comes to honouring your father and your mother, 
we are talking about an attitude to have rather than actions to do. And our problem is we all love actions. So today is uh, Father's Day uh, and soon will come Mother's Day. And to honour your father and your mother, well, what are the actions? You buy them a card. Uh, a kid fail on this front row because no one's done that. Uh, and you buy them a little present, maybe. And, well, you do the washing up perhaps on that day. And that's a job done for another year. You can forget about it after that. Uh, we love the actions. Uh, we can tick the boxes. And then we can forget about it. And essentially what we want to do is the actions help us to do the least we can uh, rather than the most we can. So uh, the uh, actions uh, is the least we can there. Okay, we've done the card, we've got the present, and that's it. Job done. And that we're looking at the Bible is to fall into the trap of the people who looked at the Bible lots and lots and got it wrong, and their group of people the Bible introduces as the Pharisees. And the Pharisees loved lists because they could tick off the lists and say, I've done that, I've done that, and to basically then say, I've kept everything, I've done the minimum requirements, I'm okay. An action list tells me the least I must do, and then I can qualify. I know a man who once went to visit his wife. Hello. Hello. Come in, come in, come in. This is La, La, uh, La, Lara. No, don't tell me. Dorian. Dorian. Go to Natalie. She's sitting there. Go with that. So I know this man who um, went to visit. We're talking about honouring parents. He just walked at the right time. Uh, and... Uh, so here we are. We're talking about, and here's the thing. A man went to visit his wife. She's having the first baby. So he takes in one hand a bunch of flowers, and the other hand he takes the times. Because she likes the flowers, and he can give her the flowers, and then get on with reading the newspaper, which is what he really wants to do, while he's waiting for the baby to come. Big snag. The doctor walks into the room, and she says, do you mind if I borrow that? And then I had to talk to Debbie. <laughs> uh, which is probably what she wanted me to do all the time. Now, you see, I was there to do the minimum. Just give her the flowers and that's it. I've made my wife happy. Now all she's got to do is get on with having a child. And I had to do the maximum, which is to spend 13 hours talking to her. <laughs> it was a great act of love. Um, <laughs> So it's easy, isn't it, to, 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 to think of actions. And the Pharisees were wanting just to go there. But this command talks about an attitude. Honour your father and mother is actually an attitude to have. But that's much harder because attitudes, you can't just tick the box and say, right, that's done, I'll go on to the next thing. Attitudes are endless. It's like asking someone to love. You can't say, right, okay, I've, I've loved, I, I've ticked the box, I, I'll carry on now and do something else. No, it's 
non-stop. And honouring your parents is, is non-stop. It's an attitude that delivers the maximum rather than the minimum. Because it just doesn't end. And honouring your father and mother just doesn't end. It doesn't stop when you grow up and leave home because they're always your mother and your father and they're still the mother and father when you leave home. And it may be that the relationship completely changes. So they become dependent on you rather than you being dependent on them. The whole relationship can change but it's still the same. The attitude is the same. Honour your father and your mother. How do you do that? How do you, how do you learn an attitude? Huh? How can that be done? But you learn it from people, don't you? So in our church, we're very fortunate to have Verona. We were able to watch her uh, while she was looking after her mother who went past the hundred year stage, was very frail, and to see how Verona honoured her mother. Uh, was one of uh, the great high points for me of last year. Uh, and to see how she continued until she died this year. Um, it was just a, 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 an eye-opener to see someone uh, honouring in that way. I, I, I have a mother who's, who's been older, uh, uh, and uh, I, Verona, and uh, uh, I just had to had to keep learning from Verona how to do that. But actually, uh, you may not know Verona, but if you are a Christian, we have a greater model than that, and that is uh, the Lord Jesus. And the uh, wonderful uh, uh, encouragement the Bible gives to us, if you're wondering about how to have an attitude towards your parents, have the same attitude to your parents as Jesus had to his father. Okay, let me say that again, because it's really important to remember. Have the same attitude to your parents as Jesus had to his father. Let me tell you, every parent would absolutely love their children to treat them the way Jesus treated his dad. And we might just say, okay, well, be specific then. How did Jesus... What attitude did Jesus have to his father? Uh, let's think that through. And these are, I think, the inner attitudes that he had that we can develop first. Sorry, I didn't check the Farsi. But just being with him. Uh, Jesus must have been without food for 40 days, 40 nights. And they, they have asked him, well, why did you have some food? He said, no, no, no. Just being with my father is enough. And that's just uh, true, isn't it? We generally can't keep away from the people that we honour. And we do keep away from people that we dishonour. And your desire to be with someone shows an inner attitude of wanting to honour them. And to, to be there with them, with your father or your mother. Second thing, he loved praising his father. Again, fasting, praising him, yeah, okay. Um, so, I should check with you. 
uh, at the start. But if you go through the different times of the Bible, the conversations Jesus had with his father, a lot of them were just simply thanking him, thanking him for food, thanking him for all sorts of different things, the opportunity to uh, serve him and so on. And, well, that's uh, something that uh, uh, we would do. Keep an attitude of praise towards your parents. And Jesus had that towards his father too. And he, lastly, obeyed his father. You know, when he was 12, he was in the temple trying to talk to, teach the law and so on to find out the father's will so that he could get about his father's business. When he was 12, he was doing that. And then right at the end of his life, that was at the start, at the end of his life, uh, that was a, he wanted to, to, to avoid the cross. But he submitted to his father's will. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, not my will, but yours. And he was willing to live like that with his father too. And if we're going to have inner attitudes, these are the three inner attitudes that are really great for every single child, with every parent, whatever age, to be praying for. Give my heart a desire to be with my uh, father and mother. Give me a desire to, to just keep a head of praise towards my parents. Uh, to give me a desire to, to obey and submit, like Jesus did with his father. So tonight, go home wanting to honour your father and mother the way Jesus did. But don't go home yet. Because there's one other thing. Honour your father and mother. The second thing is, honour God. And I want to say that because it is really hard to honour your father and mother because there are times when frankly they aren't worth honouring. Hard to say that, isn't it? But true? One of the most astonishing things that Jesus said about parents, he said in Luke chapter 11, verse 13, have a look at that. And I want you to tell me what is shocking about what Jesus said about parents in Luke chapter 13. Look, look at, no, not Lucas, uh, after Marcos, Luke. Uh, Luke chapter 13 and uh, chapter 11 verse 13. What did Jesus say about parents? Luke chapter 11 verse 13. Two things that Jesus said about parents. Come on, what did he say? What are parents like? Evil. Th thank you, okay? They are evil. What's the other thing they, they, they want to say about parents? Chapter 11, verse 13. They know how to give good gifts. So there are two things about parents. They are evil, but they know how to do good gifts. Okay? And both are true. And parents are both those things. As a dad, 
I'm going to fess up and say there have been times when I've been evil, often being too harsh when I'm disciplining children, but sometimes too lenient, which is also evil. It's another form of neglect. So in the harsh times, the evils come out in excessive anger, and being lenient is evil too, because it's wanted to be kind, and not angry, but it's still not helpful if someone needs correcting and you don't correct, and that's not good either. And so parents fail in every area of discipline. Often children will say about their parents in this area, I mean, I'm sorry, but really, this is evil, what's happening to me. It'll feel like that to you sometimes. But parents are also good. They know how to give good gifts. And so therefore we need to uh, uh, see how they... Yeah, don't just simply see, see them one way. There are two sides to this. Both are true. And they are going to give you more good gifts than anybody else will give you good gifts. They are the most generous people in the world as far as you're concerned. They do anything for you to give you what's best. And both those things are true of parents, aren't they? And we've all experienced it on the receiving end, however old we are. We've had parents a bit like that too. Not true on both sides. But it is hard when the parents are having an evil day, maybe towards us, or maybe have constantly had evil days towards us in the past. It is interesting, isn't it? This afternoon, uh, we went and uh, visited people and uh, one man said, we, we, you all day, uh, and one man said, I hate my dad. In fact, the happiest day of my life, he said, was when my brother phoned me to tell me that my dad had died. Because he'd beaten him up all the time. And I know that there are other guys, some people in our church who would say, that's the big memory they have of their dad growing up. And I know a woman who said that she grew up with a dad who abused her and got his friends to abuse her. It's hard to honour at that moment in time, isn't it? Parents like that. You tell me to honour my father, my mother, and this is what they do? Come on, get serious. How will I be able to do that? Which is why we need to remember this is all part of honouring God. Because in the end, we need to, before our parents, see that this is the way we are to honour Him. Now, they may not be worthy of our honour. That is true. But He is worthy of our honour. Will you do it to honour Him? That's why Paul starts in Ephesians chapter 6, we read that in a minute, uh, a minute ago, uh, children, obey your parents in the Lord. He puts parents and the Lord in the same sentence together. Keep the two together. Obey one because you want to obey the other. And honouring God helps us to honour our parents. But it also helps us to know the limits to which we will honour our parents. Because if our parents don't want us to honour God, then honouring God is, is what we do.
and the God of the Bible says that family is very important until the family says that the God of the Bible is not important. At that point, we need to humbly and graciously disagree. Someone tells us, no, you don't follow Jesus in this house. We need to humbly and graciously, important as part of our honouring our parents to be like that, but to say, no, I must honour him. He has loved me too much for me not to do that. Now that is really hard for some people in some cultures to do that because the culture says the parents and the family come first and if the family disapproved then you mustn't do it. So it's a difficult thing for some people to become Christians when their home is going to be against them. But we need to honour God first. And Jesus actually had to do that. Again, go back to the time when he was 12. Uh, if you want to look, it's in, in Luke. If you're still in Luke, you can go back maybe to Luke chapter 2. It's interesting to see Luke chapter 2 verse 49 that Jesus uh, left his parents worried and looking for him anxiously and Jesus went off into the temple uh, where he was in his father's house and he wanted to be there and not with them and they were upset with him. And so in Luke chapter uh, uh, 2 verse uh, 49 they were looking to him and they, uh, and, and they were in great distress in verse um, uh, 48 his mother said to him son why have you treated us so you haven't honoured us have you that's the subscript behold your father and mother have been searching for you in great distress and Jesus said to them why are we looking for me did you not know I must be in my father's house on this occasion that's what comes first mm -hmm. So you think, oh my word, Jesus, age 12, is a big rebel, isn't he? Well, you have a look at verse 51, just two verses later. And he went down with them, and he came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. So yes, God, Jesus put God first, but he honoured his parents. He honoured God, he honoured his father and his mother. Well, that's how we do it, because... As the commandment itself tells us, on your father and mother, that you may live long in the land that God has given you. So you see immediately that we're doing something much bigger than just honouring our father and mother when we are honouring our father and mother. We're doing something far bigger than that. We're honouring God and our whole future security uh, depends on us honouring him so we can live in his presence and stay within his kingdom. But there is another sense in which living long in the land can be applied, and that is that actually it's when people live like this that a society is stable and strong and continues and lasts. Because when you honour someone in the home, then you learn how to honour someone in school, and you learn how eventually to honour somebody who will be your employer at work. That's what makes a stable society. And society uh, falls apart when uh, we uh, are uh, rebellious from an early age. And therefore what happens is that the parents lose control of kids at home and then they come into school and the teachers have got to now be the parents for the children 
and start helping them to, to learn how to behave with others in a way that is, uh, is going to uh, uh, help them in their future. And those rebellious children, if they are unchecked, will grow up to be those who are young people who will ultimately find themselves uh, in the job seekers' lists because they just can't take orders at work and they can't listen to authority from an employer. And so therefore, the whole nation begins to crumble and fall apart. Now, all symptoms of society where God isn't honoured and where parents aren't honoured. And we're seeing that in our society in Britain, which is why uh, Christian families ought to be shining like bright jewels in the culture that we find ourselves in today. So, what we take home from us uh, today? Let me suggest three things. If you are uh, new to uh, Christianity, then you might expect uh, the Bible says something about your attitude to God, but I wonder if it might be really helpful for you to look at the attitude that you have towards your parents. Uh, because I know it's a sensitive subject to some, but even though our parents might have been miles off what God's like, nonetheless, our attitude to them can be a mirror of what we're like with God. And they show us, therefore, in our ingratitude to our parents, perhaps, in our unwillingness to obey them, it can show us what our hearts are like towards God. And uh, it may be that that mirror can uh, help us. The mirror of how we treat our parents can reflect on how we treat and honour God. And my friends, when you see a mirror like that, I know the sight isn't attractive, but it is always a good thing to be humble. And it's always a good thing to look at the mirror and not to deny what you see, but to say that God has revealed, thank you God, for revealing me today, my heart's resistance towards you. Now I need your forgiveness. And I need your help to live a new life from now on, honouring you and honouring my parents. Even though they might not have honoured me. And today would be a great day for a new start. What happens if you've been to church? Well, let me tell you that the Pharisee that I described at the start can be so easily one of us. So what happens is that uh, we like the tick list of what we might do to serve God. And we do the tick list. But mainly we do the tick list because we want to do the minimum before we go off and keep ourselves happy and look after ourselves. As a group of people who did that, the Pharisees did that with their parents. And uh, I won't look at it now, but I'll just tell you, in Mark chapter 7, Jesus goes to these people and he says, these people honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me. That's in Mark chapter 7. So, 
it is just important that we understand that actually when we come to serve God and to obey Him, we should never look for actions, we should look for attitudes. And attitudes don't go minimum, attitudes take us to maximum obedience. And you can see that with all the other uh, commandments as well, when it comes to anger and uh, adultery and stealing and bearing false witness and envy, uh, don't listen like a Pharisee saying, give me a list, I'll tick the boxes. Say, give me an attitude. I want to learn that so I can max out on obeying God. Okay? If you're someone who's a Christian, be careful of the minimum approach. And here's the catchphrase for you to go home with, max out for God. Go for the attitude that uh, brings about huge change. And then finally, what if you're a real believer and you want to take all this in? And remember, right from the time we started, we said always, when you look at these tablets, these Ten Commandments, go from tablets to Trinity. In other words, remember, God is Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Why? Because when, in this case, you think of God as your Father, remember that you have the world's best dad. Now you may not have had the world's best dad. In the case of my wife Debbie, her dad died before she was born. And she's had no dad. But she has a dad. And whoever you are, if you are in Jesus, you have the world's best father. I love him for that. You don't go home without a father tonight. You have the greatest and you have the closest. Because in his spirit he's with you all the time. Secondly, remember you have the son. The son is the one who perfectly obeyed the father. We said that at the start. And what he does is he gives you his track record of perfect obedience with his father and says, okay, that is now your track record of obedience as well. That means, my friends, that if you're a child who hasn't always got it right with your dad, you don't then say, from now on, I've got to go and honour my father and mother because of all the guilt of not honouring that in the past. You've got no guilt. Jesus has given you his perfect obedience relationship as a gift. So don't do anything out of guilt. Do anything because he's given you his perfection as a gift. And let's your relationship with your parents come out of that, never out of guilt. And then lastly, because you have the Spirit, you have in you a new attitude uh, to God. The Holy Spirit is now at work, making new relationships possible, a new relationship honouring God possible, and a new relationship with others, and a new relationship with your parents. So that uh, the Holy Spirit is committed to making you personally like Jesus. Honouring your father and mother the way Jesus honoured his father and mother. The Holy Spirit is absolutely uh, determined to do that. Go out with that confidence and live asking the Holy Spirit 
to help you to change. There will be days when you do not want to honour your father and mother. And you can ask the Holy Spirit, please today, will you change me? Will you give me that want to? The way Jesus did with his father. Let me do it. Even though they may not always be worthy of honour, he is. And let me do it out of honouring him. But let me pray and uh, we'll, we'll stop and we'll take some questions. It might be uh, that you've got quite a few in your mind. But let me pray. Uh, Father, we know tonight uh, different people here will have different memories of what it's like to have had a dad. Some may be still uh, feeling discouraged uh, rather than grateful. Some feeling grateful but with mixed feelings because they've also got the other side. And we uh, come before you. Uh, it's so easy in a, a world that is broken to be hurt and damaged in these important areas where we should have been loved. But we thank you, Father, that uh, uh, the miracle is that you uh, can uh, heal us and change us. And we thank you that we have a Father who has demonstrated his love in full by even giving himself that we might know his love and his future and his joy. Thank you that you are a father to us. Thank you for the Lord Jesus. Thank you that he has kept this command where we find it a struggle and released us from any guilt. And we thank you for the Spirit. Thank you, Father, for his work. We pray for its full effect in our lives that we might honour our parents as we have them in the way that Jesus honoured his Father, in the areas of wanting his company, in the areas of praising him, keeping that in the forefront of his mind, and in the areas of obeying him. And please will you help us to do that. And if we haven't got living parents, help us, Father, to know that there are in our Christian family those we might look to as our father and our mother and treat them in this way. We pray you help us to live like this in a culture that is not like this. And we pray for the glory of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.